everyone. Welcome to the first episode of my podcast, The Stressed and Depressed College Girl. I'm Caitlin. I am currently sitting in my car, and it is raining outside. It can't be a better day. I love rain. It's just very soothing, and it's kind of like a refresh. I don't know. But anyway, I'm really nervous about starting this. I wanted to start a podcast since I kind of started my blog, The Stressed and Depressed College Girl, which I started like three years ago, but I recently brought back to life in one of my classes at school. Um, but I kind of used that as like kind of a tool. It was like almost like a journal for me where I just kind of talked about some of the things I was going through. And I would sometimes share those articles with my friends. Um, I just never really wrote in it as much as I wanted to. I was really scared of sharing and being vulnerable, but I feel like I worked on myself so much and I just have such a passion for sharing the hard things that I'm going through and trying to help other people that are also experiencing some of the same things, which it's really hard to start a podcast and hear myself talk to myself in my car, but um, like I said, it's something that I wanted to do and I think will help other people and is kind of a platform for me to also just, I guess, kind of talk about some of the things that I discuss in my articles. Um, and I kind of just want to start out this podcast by kind of introducing myself and how I got started and got onto this got super passionate about helping other people and mental health and kind of just talking about things that no one else talks about or no one else brings up. So let me go into a little bit about of detail about who I am. So my name is Caitlin. I grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada. And no, I did not live in a casino. I don't know why people assume that, but <laughs> um, I grew up in a really great family the best family ever. They're so supportive and just great. I have a younger sister and I grew up with two dogs, which are my best friends. Um, and I kind of was a very shy kid. I never really wanted to go outside of my shell. Like I literally would always make my mom talk for me when I was little, like at the doctor's office, at school, no matter where it was. I love school, but I could never raise my hand in the classroom, and I still kind of struggle with that, but I feel like it's gotten better, sort of. (laughs) Anyway, I kind of just was a really shy kid, and that was okay, and something that I really had to work on, but I have this passion for, like, wanting to do acting, and do something that, like, where I just was, like, someone completely different than myself, than this quiet, like, shy girl that just stayed inside in the library during lunch, like, reading books. So I kept begging my mom to start acting classes, and I was like, mom, I really want to do this. This is something I really want to do. I want to be on TV. I saw, like, all the Disney Channel episodes, and I'm like, I want to do this. I want to be on TV. I feel like it could be a fun process for me. Anyway, after a lot of begging, my mom finally found an acting class for me. It was a theater class. 
I was about nine when I started, and I was so, so shy. I could not get up and do any of the exercises. It was embarrassing. I truly was terrified and had the worst stage fright ever. Um, and I did that and I kept doing it. I kept going back and like trying my best. And honestly, it brought me so much joy and it just like completely opened me up to this new side of myself where I was like, okay, you know what? I can make people laugh. I can make people cry during acting and like just have be someone else that I wasn't and like put a smile on someone's face. And to me, that brought me so much joy in my life. So I kept doing acting and eventually I convinced my mom to let me join this TV and film acting class. And that's where kind of everything changed for me. I completely grew out of my comfort zone. I just broke out of my shell and I started to go to auditions. I started to have to face my fears of talking to people and face my fears of talking to people that, you know, sometimes weren't the nicest people. And I had to grow up really fast and I loved it. I loved every second of it. I loved that I could get on stage and be whoever I wanted to be. Even if in my personal life, I was maybe still a little bit shy. When I got up on the, when I got up in the stage or in an audition room, I could just open up and I could be vulnerable and I could be myself. And I just loved that. I loved that about acting. And I was so passionate about it. I was so sure that that's what I wanted to do with my life. I was so set on that. I <laughs> I remember like being at school and everyone would go around the room saying like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And everyone would say like, a doctor, a lawyer. And I would say I wanted to be an actress. And everyone would just be like, what? Like, everyone wants to be something. Everyone thought that that was like a crazy dream of mine, that I would never achieve that. But I just believed in my heart that like I loved doing it and I I was so passionate about it and that was something that I thought that I wanted to do for the rest of my life um but honestly as I kept getting older and as I kept going to auditions I kind of stopped feeling the same way that I did about acting and a lot of that had to do with when I was 15 I got really really sick one day I it was actually after my bat mitzvah with my sister we went to La Jolla and rented out a house with my family but after that trip which was really great I felt this bump on my neck and honestly I thought it was nothing but um and the doctor said like oh it's probably nothing it's probably nothing but later after doing so many tests and so many things, I found out that I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage three. And I was only 15 at the time. I had just started high school. I had no idea what I was doing with my life. I felt really just confused. I had to stop acting. I had to stop going to auditions. Like, I couldn't do what I loved anymore. And to me, that just, like, felt really sad. 
and really just hopeless. I felt hopeless and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna fight this thing and I'm gonna get back to where I am. I'm gonna get back to acting. I'm gonna do this. Um so yeah, I went through the whole process of chemo and everything and I feel like after that my whole life just completely changed. I had a completely new perspective on life. I felt this extreme like want more than ever to give back and to help other people after that that were like were my age experiencing the same thing. And so I I still did acting, but I just had this like want to get involved in charity organizations and try to help other people. So that's what I did. I became an ambassador for Make-A-Wish and I became an ambassador for Candlelighters, which was a local charity to help children going through cancer treatment. And I threw myself into it. I loved doing it. I would go up on stage and I'd talk about my story to other people and I feel like even if it didn't make a difference for other people, it made such a big difference for me because I was doing something that I was scared of. It was hard to go up on stage and talk in front of other people about something that I had just gone through. I had just gone through that. I had just like experienced and experienced that. Um, but I just truly enjoyed it and I truly it just gave me so much joy, like helping other kids and just like talking to them. I would go and talk to kids like going through cancer treatment or about to start treatment. And I remember that I was so nervous the first time I did that, but I just, I just loved it. And I loved helping other kids and I loved doing that. Um, and then after that, I kind of, um, after doing charity for so many years, and I did it all throughout high school, I went and spoke at different events and organizations, and I was, um, like, one of the honorary heroes for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which was so cool, and I got to become that representative at my school and, like, help other people, and I just really liked doing that, um, and then I guess I always like started journaling um throughout this process i kind of took a break when i was sick but i had always journaled like ever since i was little and i loved writing and i never really shared my writing with anyone else but i loved kind of just being open and honest it was really hard for me to be open and honest with my friends it was easier to get up in front of a group of people or just talk to myself about like what i was going through because I'd been through so much, and honestly, it felt like no one really understood me at that point. Like, people were like, oh, I feel bad for her. She's, like, the sick girl. And at my school, like, literally people thought that I died because I just didn't show up for school for months because I couldn't go to school when I was sick. Um, so I wrote about that, and in a lot of my speeches, I talked about that, how I felt so isolated from everyone my age. And it was really hard and um, I had to grow up so fast, but I feel like I'm glad I did because it brought me to where I am in my life. So then I started college. Um, I got into UCLA 
and I became an English major. And honestly, I did acting at the beginning, but then I realized, okay, you know what? I I started applying to all of these magazines on campus because I wanted to be involved in something. And I was like, you know what? I like writing. I like just jotting down my thoughts and like helping other people. Like, I feel like it's a great way to do that. Like, besides just through like doing speeches and doing volunteer work and all of that stuff. So I thought it's a great way to combine like all of my passions. So I applied to like three different magazines on campus and I got denied from every single one. So I felt just very like sad and I kind of just continued with acting, although it just got really hard going to auditions on top of going to classes, on top of everything else. Um, so I started to kind of stop acting and the next year I applied again to her campus which is a college magazine for women and I had no idea what was going to happen I had no idea if I was going to get on and honestly I didn't really think anything of it because I was rejected from like three magazines so it really just like took a blow to my confidence and I never thought I would get on this magazine and I was like oh these people are so cool like it would be so awesome to write for them, but I just feel like I'm not going get, to get on it because I have no experience. But to my surprise, they took a chance on me and I became a writer for her campus. And I remember writing my first article. It was about, it was kind of silly, but it was about the pros and cons of dating an older guy while in college, which at the time my boyfriend was older than me. Um, so I thought, like, this is so relevant. Maybe, like, other people are experiencing some of the same problems I have. Um, so, yeah, I wrote that article, and after that, I just, like, fell in love with, like, I feel like I shared that article on Instagram, and so many of my friends were like, oh my gosh, this helps me so much, or so many, like, random people, and I'm like, I just, like, it brought me so much joy knowing that, like, my writing could inspire other people and help other people, like, going through some of the same issues as me. So I kept writing, and I wrote so many articles. I wrote so much, and then I discovered, like, you know what? I actually love doing this, and, like, this is something I want to do, and it's something that became more passionate, something I became more passionate about than even acting. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got started with journalism and writing, and I know that was kind of a long spiel about myself, but I really wanted to just introduce myself and how I got to the place I am today. So, something that I obviously am really passionate about is helping others through, whether it be through volunteering, yoga, or writing. Um, and honestly, what I want to cover on here is wellness advice and advice about college life and mental health and how it's so important to prioritize yourself and your mental health before anything else. I have struggled with my mental health so much throughout college, so much throughout my entire life, actually. Um, like I said, I was like a really quiet person when I was younger and kind of throughout my whole life and 
I was always made fun of that when I was younger. Um, people would make fun of me for being too quiet or too shy or something like that, and it just made me so upset. And I never knew how to stand up for myself. I wasn't very good at it. Um, it's taken me a really long time for me to learn how to stand up for myself and learn how to be an advocate for myself. Um, and not just for other people, but also just for myself. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like my mental health has not always been the best. I, after I went through my cancer treatment and everything, I felt, you know, I didn't really ever think about my mental health when I was going through that, but after I feel like I was done with treatment is when I really started to realize that I, I was like, okay, holy shit, I just went through a a lot of information, excuse my language, <laughs> um, I just went through a lot of stuff, and a lot of hard stuff, and I hadn't processed any of it, and, um, depression is kind of a side effect of cancer, obviously, um, so I became very depressed, and very just anxious, I'd always struggled with anxiety, but it got so much worse after that, about my health and like, oh my gosh, is something wrong with me? Um, is something gonna happen again? Am I gonna be re-diagnosed? Am I gonna relapse? Is something bad gonna happen? I just, I was so nervous and I, I lived my life in fear, in fear that I would be sick again, in fear that, you know, no one would ever like me or no one would ever understand me again. And it was so hard, like, going back to school and so hard, like, just not feeling like I fit in with anyone. And honestly, it honestly kind of makes me want to cry because I just struggled so much with that. And that was just such a hard period in my life was transitioning back into school and transitioning back into high school where I just felt like I just had nothing in common with anyone anymore. Like, I just, I, I didn't like being at school. I hated being at school because everyone just, like, gave me such weird looks, and, like, I had no hair at the time, which made me, like, more uncomfortable, and honestly, my mental health just took a giant blow, and then I got to college, and, you know, I still hadn't processed so much of what I had been through, and then another traumatic incident happened to me, um, at the very beginning of my college experience, when I tried to be someone I wasn't, and I tried to be someone who loved partying and, like, who loved, you know, all of this stuff, which just wasn't me, and I tried to be someone I wasn't, but then something bad happened, and I got super depressed, and super, I, I isolated myself from everyone in my life, everyone, even even my family, my close friends at home, I isolated myself, and I just couldn't process that, and I just completely broke down, um, then after that, I got into a relationship, and over a year later, when that fell apart, I, my mental health 
was so bad in like during that relationship I just hadn't processed anything and I was not ready to be in a relationship um which is something I kind of want to go into more detail about is like I guess dealing with mental health in relationships because I struggled with that so much and I you know when you're in a relationship you don't want to be in a negative headspace you want to be in a good headspace you want to process everything and every emotion and like be ready to be open with someone else but I wasn't ready for that and I just threw myself into a relationship that I wasn't prepared for at all um that I didn't need because I needed to focus on myself and I didn't realize that at the time which I've learned a lot from that um but yeah my mental health took a really bad toll um throughout most of my life um just a trigger warning which I will put that at the beginning of this episode um is that I hurt myself a lot (laughs) um growing up I would just hurt myself you know I didn't realize that I was even hurting myself um physically but it kind of got worse as I got older and it got worse when I was in that relationship when I was in such a negative toxic headspace um and it's it's really hard to talk about I think it's easier to write about for me it's easier to write about things versus talking about them but yeah I just I couldn't deal with it anymore I couldn't deal with like the pain I was going through I I didn't process any of it like I I couldn't deal with it anymore and so I took it out on myself and I just completely I just honestly this is hard to say but I didn't want to be alive I didn't want to be alive because I just couldn't deal with it anymore I couldn't deal with the pain in my life I couldn't deal with feeling like I was so isolated and I felt so alone and like just that I couldn't get through this anymore um so there were so many times when I just I felt at such a low point I even attempted to take my own life which I I couldn't even like tell anyone about at the time my parents knew nothing about what was happening I tried to do my best to go on with my life I had two jobs at the time and I would show up literally almost in tears for each one and I'm pretty sure they thought something was wrong with me which rightfully so something was but I just I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore I couldn't handle it I just I had so many breakdowns and so many just terrible days um and I couldn't reach out for help and that's something that I had to learn and I had to want help for myself but all I wanted was you know for that relationship to work out that I was in which honestly I'm glad it didn't because (laughs) it just was so I was such such a negative headspace like I couldn't help myself and I couldn't better myself I only wanted to better myself for someone else which is not healthy which is not something that we should want in our lives we should want to better ourselves for ourselves and be there for the people that love us for who we are and that person 
did not love me for who I was. They didn't want to deal with my mental health issues. They thought, they told me, oh, something is wrong with you. Um, like, why are you acting this way? You're acting crazy. You're acting like this and blah, blah, blah. And that got into my head so much and it made me so, so upset. So I tried to be someone I wasn't. And I tried to take away the pain in whichever ways that I could. And it was not healthy. I was still in therapy at the time. I just never could talk about it. I could never talk about, like, I was hurting myself. And, like, I was doing all these terrible things. And I was just being so mean to myself and treating myself with such unkindness and such unkind words and saying that, I'm the one messing up this relationship, like, I'm a terrible person, this person thinks I'm a terrible person, I'm a terrible person, I'm ruining everything in my life, I'm ruining everything good, like, no one cares about me, which wasn't true, but I convinced myself it was, um, eventually my parents ended up finding out about all of this, about me hurting myself, about me trying to take my life, and they immediately were so worried, and they flew out to see me because they were still were in Vegas at the time. And I just, I, I felt it was so hard to admit to them what I was going through, but I felt so grateful that they were there for me and so grateful that they wanted to support me in getting better and getting help. Um, so yeah, when that relationship eventually fell apart, as most toxic situations do fall apart. Um, well, I guess it didn't end the way I really wanted to because I didn't end up the end the relationship. I was too scared to leave it. Um, the guy I was with cheated on me and I felt like I couldn't get past that. Like I felt even worse about myself after that. But I was too scared to leave. I was too scared to, you know, be like, okay, I'm walking out the door, goodbye. I was too scared to do that. And honestly, it took him leaving me because of my depression um, to actually feel like I was at such a low point in my life that I needed to get help. Um, so I started to look at like inpatient places and um, inpatient therapy, um, areas or not areas <laughs> but organizations so I could like help myself because I was hurting myself at the time I didn't feel safe with myself at all I didn't trust myself um and it's taken me a really long time to learn to trust myself again and to learn to be happy with myself and being alone and just learning to love myself again but I started to look at those places with my family because my therapist at the time was like, okay, you need to go somewhere. You need to do something because you need more support than you're getting right now. Um, and at the time, after the breakup, I was like, I, you know what? I don't want to not be alive. Like, I want to be alive, but I don't know how to get through this. And I was helpless and like, I just felt like, I need more support in my life. So I started to look at places. And, you know, I 
eventually, like, it was at the start of COVID and, like, everything, um, I was barely passing my classes also, to be fair. I was doing school at the same time as this, and I was very, barely passing. I could barely make it out of bed to class, um, which also was, like, a triggering thing to me because I was, like, why can't I go to class? Why can't I do well on my assignments? And I was, like, that's because I'm literally in such a negative place. I cannot focus on school. I cannot even focus on myself. So that's what I needed to do. And if I, I felt like eventually I accepted if I needed to take a break from school and not go to school for a quarter or take a quarter off or take two quarters off, that's what I would have to do. Um, because I could not, I could not like go through another quarter feeling and barely passing and not focusing on myself and like hurting myself. I couldn't do that again. I needed to help myself. Um, and it took me a while to accept that, but I feel like in our lives, we have to accept that we come first, that our mental health comes first before school, before helping other people. I had to help myself first. So I did. I, it was at the start of COVID. I decided that I wanted to do therapy from home. So I joined an outpatient therapy program and I was in it for about two months and I got help for myself. And I wrote an article about it. I've written a lot of articles about mental health, but I just recently published that one on what it was like going to intensive outpatient therapy online. Um, and I'm so glad I did. I learned so much about myself, about even just how to help myself. Like when I was in a distressful situation, when I just felt so anxious and like when I felt in a place where I wanted to hurt myself, I knew I could, that I wasn't going to hurt myself anymore. I could trust myself. I learned, I built back that trust with myself. Um, and it took a really long time. It just, it took so long, like, after that. Like, honestly, there were so many days where I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. Like, this is bringing up so many emotions for me. Like, so many things that I don't want to process. But I did it. I got through the hard things. I can do hard things. You can do hard things. Um, even if it feels like you can't, I push through it and I'm really proud of myself that I did because, um, it got me into a place where I wanted to help other people with writing and now this podcast by opening up the world, something that I never really thought that I could do. I never thought I could talk about my mental health and wellness and, you know, what that was like for my life, in my life, because I was too scared. I hated asking people for help. I just, I felt very, I don't know, nervous about being vulnerable. Um, and honestly, actually one of the things that we learned in my outpatient therapy program was the power of vulnerability, which Brene Brown talks about, which is one of my favorite people ever. If you have time, go listen to her TED Talk because she talks all about vulnerability and she has a ton of different books on it, too. Um, she's like the guru of the power of vulnerability. Um, and honestly, she just her words helped me so much in learning about being vulnerable and being open about things that I normally didn't talk about. Like, I didn't tell anyone about like how I felt after my cancer treatment. 
except my journal. That was like the only thing I opened up to. But did I tell my friends about it? No. Did I publish it online for the internet? No. Like, I did not do that. I mean, I guess I did in my speeches, but that was because I felt, you know, that I wanted to help people, and I knew that. I just never talked about my own emotions, how I felt about it. I would just tell my story and be like, okay, now I want to help other people, versus, okay, you know what? I'm going to tell them that I struggled so much with my mental health, that I was so depressed, I was so, so anxious, that I live my life a lot in fear. And I don't want to live my life in fear. But honestly, I still struggle with that. I still struggle with living my life in fear and getting hurt again or going through something terrible. Um, which happens a lot because I, I get scared and I get scared and I'm not afraid to admit it anymore. But it's a scary thought, like the thought of that I could be sick again one day. Or someone could hurt me again in a relationship if I open up. Or, you know, one of my friendships could fall out and, um, you know, something like that. Or something bad could happen. Yeah, something bad could happen. But I've learned skills to deal with that. I've learned that I'm going to be okay no matter what. That I can, I can get through it. I can, you know, overcome really hard things that... Even if, at the time, it seems like I can't get through it, I will. Um, something that someone talked about in a podcast, actually. Um, one of my favorite, like, positive influencers, her name is Lexi Hidalgo. And she actually started her own podcast, which kind of inspired me to do this podcast. Um, where she talked a lot about um, the phrase, like, everything happens for a reason. Which... I have said that phrase forever, like, people have said that phrase for me forever, like, my dad, like, when I was going through my cancer treatment, he's like, everything happens for a reason, like, you'll get through this, and, like, all of that stuff, but I'm like, why is this happening to me? There were certain situations, like, why did, why did I get cancer? Like, why is this happening to me? This is so unfair, and I don't understand why I'm going through this, or I don't understand why this person hurt me so bad. I don't understand why this relationship just didn't work out. But afterwards, I realized that I learned so much and I grow so much from those hard, uncomfortable situations. And that's what I'm learning. How to be okay with being uncomfortable because I grow from the situations that make me uncomfortable. And I grew so much from my breakup. I grew so much from going through my cancer treatment and I've learned so much through the hard situations in my life. And I feel like we all do, we all learn and grow, but back to the phrase of everything happens for a reason, she said, you know, we, if we don't understand, like if we're not at the end, if we're in the process of change, and we're in the process of like the ha something called the happening, um, which we don't understand. We don't know where, what's gonna happen next, we don't know. I mean, I don't even know what's gonna happen after we graduate, I'm in the happening right now. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm literally in a place of unknown. Who knows what's going to happen with my life? But I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to grow. I'm going to learn. I'm going to end up in a place that's good for me. And I'm going to end up where I belong because 
that's just how life works. You learn and you grow and you have to go through hard situations. And it's not easy. Life is not easy. Life is a roller coaster, as the phrase goes. But we're going to end up in a better space. We're going to end up, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to get through it. We're going to together. And you're not alone. You have so many people around you that love and support me, support you. You are so loved. You are so appreciative. Um, and just remember that, like, you're never alone. Even if you feel so isolated, people care about you. People love you. Um, and people want to support you. You just have to reach out and you just have to open up about what you're going through. And being vulnerable is hard, but you can get through it. Somehow I got through this podcast episode, so I have faith that you can get through it, that this situation, whatever you're going through, is only temporary. It's only temporary, even if it feels like right now, what is going to happen after this? Like, am I going to be okay? And I feel that way with so many things right now in my life. I'm kind of in this process of change. I'm going through a surgery next week, which I kind of don't really want to get into details about it right now, but I will eventually, and I will want to talk about it in my later podcast episodes, in my later articles, but I'm not ready to talk about it yet, which is okay, and I accept that, but I'm in a process of change. Like, a lot is changing. I'm finishing out the quarter. I'm about to graduate in two quarters. I'm finishing up my internship. Where do, what am I going to do next? Where am I going to go? Um... And I just have to sit with this feeling that it's uncomfortable, that I'm not going to always know what's going to happen next. And I mean, we never know what's going to happen next in life. But no matter what, I will be okay. I have the support of my family, my friends, and just great people in my life that I surround myself with. And I just feel... Like, no matter what happens, it will be great. That I hope that I get to still help people. And I know what I want to do. I know that I want to help people no matter what the position is. And I really hope that it's through writing and through this podcast. And, yeah, I'm sorry if this podcast was very scattered. But I think I'm going to wrap this up because I don't want to be to be talking forever (laughs) but honestly as I kept talking I feel like I could keep going but I feel ready to close this out and just know I know I've repeated this so many times but I repeated just so you could remember that you could do hard things you could get through this I somehow got through this podcast episode and I don't even know how I did that because I probably said like and um a million times and I felt so nervous but I did it I could get through it. You could get through all of these hard times or anything you're going through. Um, Just know that you're not alone. You are so loved. You are so supported. You, you're so special. You're such a special person. So please don't ever forget that. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. And... I really hope I can continue this conversation of wellness and, like, um, just touching on different topics. 
about mental health and about college life in general and relationships and all of that fun stuff. And I am hoping that I could get some cool guests um, on this podcast. So I'm really excited about what the future holds. Thank you guys so much for listening.